Once again, welcome to everyone to Whitburn Pentecostal Church and those of you online, welcome. Um, August the 14th, we have a baptismal class here. If you are interested, please email Stevie. The baptismal service will be on the 21st of August. We have uh, Fred Drummond from the Evangelical Alliance of Scotland coming to speak to us on the 28th of August. Also, on the 28th of August, we have uh, a child dedication in the church. I'm sure you don't want to miss that. It is a sign of the goodness of the Lord to us. We procreate. It's the nature of man. So let's come here and join the celebration. 4th of September is the celebration Sunday and the AGM with the ch in the church here as well. So do good to put that on your calendar so that you're here. Um, next Sunday, I will be speaking. Stevie is still away. So pray for me when you have a moment. <laughs> um, we have Angela Thompson speaking to us today. She's a veteran in the Lord. I have had the opportunity of praying with her together on our Wednesday prayer meetings and all that. But uh, Stevie wants to introduce her specially to show how special she is. So I will give that moment. Let's hear what Stevie has to say about Angela. Good morning, everyone in Whitburn Pentecostal Church. I'm here with you in spirit, also in video. So uh, maybe a little bit of a surprise for some today. But I just wanted to just briefly introduce Angela to you. We met Angela back in November 2021 when we were at a pastor's prayer gathering. Um, Angela was downstairs busy away in the cafe, the church cafe at that point in time. And we had uh, just this little God connection where we got the opportunity to meet and chat very briefly. Um, Angela had been the community pastor in Trinity and uh, she has since left that role and has been part of our church now for a, you know, a good number of months, um, probably about six or seven months now uh, and we've met with Angela on a few occasions. We've heard Angela speak at Trinity, um, albeit it was a recording, but we heard you speak Angela and we're really blessed by what you had to share. And I know that Angela will be a blessing to the church today, so uh, we just wanted to do that little introduction, um, and I know that you'll be blessed through what she has to share today. So uh, the Lord bless you, and looking forward to being back in person in church. All right, that's all you need to know, and now <laughs> let's give a, a welcoming clap for Angela. expecting such a, a big introduction. I was hoping just to come up here and, and speak without much of an introduction, but there we are. So thank you, Stevie, for that. And a warm welcome to everyone who's watching online and to everyone here. I feel really blessed to be able to come and share with you this morning. And I pray that each person would be blessed exceedingly, abundantly above, and that you'll hear the word of the Lord speaking to you directly into your heart and your mind. As Stevie said, I've been coming here for the last seven months, almost eight, and I've been joining you online at your prayer meetings and coming to, does it need to come down a bit? 
that better? Yeah. No, that's fine, thank you. As long as people can hear, <laughs> sorry about that. So for the last seven, eight months, I've been joining you online at your prayer meetings and coming to your services every Sunday. I have felt so at home from the moment that I came, stepped in the door. It was incredible. And I just felt Stevie often speaking words that God had spoken to me that week. And the first time I came, I felt the Lord had said to me, it was this, the scripture from Isaiah 43, 16 to 18. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. And he said, that's your scripture for next year. And I came in here and all of a sudden, Stevie was talking about it. I'm like, if that's not confirmation that I'm in the right place, then what is? So God spoke to me and challenged me and confirmed me through lots of what Stevie said in his preaching. And I've just been so grateful to have fresh manna every week. Stevie bringing a new word and a fresh word and so encouraged by the way he holds on to vision. He holds on to the prophecies and he doesn't let them go. And that is something that's really important for us, for our individual lives. If God has said something, don't let it go. Hold on. Follow Stevie's example. In a sense here, a people of faith who are holding on tightly to the promises of God and to the vision for the church and for your own lives. God is calling each person here and online to take their position. We seem to be living in a time of war and plague, which is the power to make us panic. But the word of the Lord is clear. In Matthew 24, 6, it states, you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but do not panic. And if God tells us not to panic, then he must have a solution. He must have a way to help us not to panic. This morning I want to start first of all by sharing a wee bit of my personal testimony and tell you just a wee bit of, about myself and how I've come to be where I am and to, to be passionate about the things that I'm passionate about. And then I want to follow on from that with following up on some of the powerful things Jeanette spoke about last week, in particular about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. And my prayer is that by the end of the morning, we'll have a realization of the power of our thoughts and how to take your thoughts captive and get rid of toxic thoughts and renew your mind with the help of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So these are the things that I'm hoping will happen this morning for us. Why is that important? Why is the renewing of our mind important? Because... As God positions us as a body, we have to have one mind. And as we get into position for whatever God is calling us to, as individuals and as a church, we need a new level of faith and we need our minds renewed so that fear, anxiety, worry, panic don't prevent us from taking our place. If I had allowed worry and anxiety and Jeanette the same last week, to prevent me from coming up here and speaking, I'm losing out, and who knows who else is losing out. So we need to take every thought captive to Christ so that we are able to step into position, whatever that is, whatever God is calling you to, it's important that you step into position. Faith increases when we deal with our toxic thinking. That's our negative thinking and our anxious thinking. I have no doubt. All the months I've been here, I have no doubt, and I feel excitement in my spirit, 
that God has incredible plans for this church. And we want to be as ready as possible. Don't you want to be ready? You want to be ready for the great things that God has. Each one of us, no one excluded, has a part to play and we need to be prepared to position ourselves. So, Stevie told you that I had been community pastor in Holy Trinity in Western Hills for 14 years, and that was a joy. Again, if I had let my fear and my thinking about myself, oh, you'll never be able to do that, I would never have taken the steps I took to go and work at Holy Trinity. Like most of us here, our spiritual formation, that's our spiritual growth and everything, was forged in challenging times. Wouldn't it be great if our faith could grow and we could grow in character and more Christ-like in the good times? That would be great, but that's not how it works. We grow more spiritually in the difficult, challenging times. And my situations ultimately led me to resign my job as a language teacher in Curry High School in southwest Edinburgh, where I was a language teacher and a guidance teacher, and I heard God speak, and I wouldn't have heard them the way I did had I not been going through trauma and the biggest challenge of my life. And I heard them, and I responded, because suffering, whatever form that takes, opens our ears to hear God if we allow it, and it helps us to follow the call that he puts in our lives because we know what our priorities are then. So in the early 90s, my family, my husband, myself and three sons, we all accepted Jesus into our hearts. Now you might think that's not unusual, but in the Church of Scotland that actually is unusual, at least it was back then. We had been churchgoers, we were regular every Sunday, but we'd never heard about inviting Jesus into your your heart and the transformation that that brings. That happened as a family all together, which was quite extraordinary. And instantly, my two youngest sons, who at the time were seven and eight or seven and nine, they instantly spoke in tongues. And I was like, but I wanted that. (laughs) And I didn't get it instantly. And I was like, I was a languages teacher, remember? So I was thinking and analysing everything I heard and it just wasn't coming. And the two children would lay hands on me and they'd say, Mum, God said you've not to worry, you will get the gift. And I'm like, this isn't right. (laughs) So that was our initial response. Now, is that somebody online? Is that somebody here? You've never invited Jesus into your heart? I had been going to church for years. I had no idea that I was missing out on something. So if that's you, please invite Jesus into your heart. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Don't hesitate a moment longer. It's transformational. For me, it was almost like opening your... My eyes were open. I saw everything more clearly. Colours, everything. It was so intense and beautiful. So, a few years later, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, also known as ME. And I was a mother, obviously. I was a teacher. I was very fit and was involved in the local church as well. And I went from being totally healthy to being bed-bound. 
I could do only one thing in my day. Sometimes by the time I walked down the stairs, I had to lie down. So there was, I knew I could only do one thing, and I chose to make the family meal every night, with my husband coming back from work and the children coming back from school. That was me finished after that. And at that time, ME was considered a yuppie flu, and it wasn't taken seriously, and it resulted in lots of people taking their own lives and devastation for those who were suffering. And isn't it very similar to long COVID? It just strikes me it's exactly the same the way the virus affects your body. And there still doesn't seem to be a medical answer. So at that time, I saw the only, con the only consultant in Scotland at the time who was dealing with ME. And do you know what he said to me? He said, this is your lot. You'll just have to get on with it. I was shocked. So... I cancelled my next appointment and the lady at the reception said to me, well, don't think you're going to get another appointment. These appointments are rare. I said, that's okay. And I was devastated and I went home and I said, Lord, is this my lot? Is this what you have for me? And he said, you're at a crossroads. I had a choice. I could believe the consultant or I could believe his word. It was an easy choice. I wanted to believe God's word. But at that point, I didn't actually know what it said in the Bible about healing. I knew that God healed, and I knew all the stories in the Gospels, but that was it. So I spent long days. Sometimes I couldn't read. I was so sick. But at that time, what a blessing it was to me. God TV had just started. So I just sat and I listened and I listened all day, and things started to happen. People would pray for me. And I always felt slightly better. And we became friends with an Australian healing evangelist who was called to Scotland. And in the little church he was ministering in in the west of Scotland, miracles were happening. So quite often I would go to his meetings and he would pray for me and the power of God would hit me so strongly that I couldn't move for hours. And it was just overwhelming. I didn't understand it. But I would always feel so much better. And one day, one, the following morning after one of the services where I had, the power of God had just ministered to me so powerfully, I thought, I'm healed. And I thought, okay, I'll test this. Now, it was maybe a bit silly because I'd been in bed for months, but I thought, well, <laughs> if I'm healed, I'll test it. And I went to the local reservoir and I ran three miles round the reservoir and beat my best time. But the next day, I was worse than ever before. And this would happen. I would feel better, and then I would be full. And the healing never stayed, and I didn't understand. So I kept studying. I kept asking God, and I kept believing in the Word of God and what God said about healing. I was sure he would heal me. But I had to get to that point where I could say to God, even if you don't heal me, I'll still praise you. It's a wee bit like Job's scripture, though you slay me, yet will I praise you. And I had to get to that place. And it was almost four and a half years later that my healing actually came overnight like that. But it was under extremely tragic circumstances. So a few years later, when I joined Holy Trinity, I set up a healing hour in the church 
many people would come for prayer and be touched by God. I believe some lives were extended and some people were healed. Uh, I remember being invited to speak to, in a church in Edinburgh on healing. And after the talk, we prayed for a woman. And the result was she found, got results a few days later. She had cancer and she was completely healed. And, but as many of you here know, and I've heard some of the stories, we can pray and pray all we like and lay hands on all we like. And some people are not healed. It's one of the mysteries of God and healing. And that was the case for my husband too. So I, I do understand that, that tension that we have. Why are some people healed and some people aren't? But if we allow fear to get in there and we stop laying hands on people and praying for healing, will people be healed? Yeah, God can work sovereignly. But there's more chance of people being healed if we fulfill what God calls us to do. So keep on praying, don't give up, don't be discouraged, disheartened. Often we don't understand the whys. I still don't understand the whys, and I know many of you here don't understand the whys. Why has God allowed this to happen to me? But scripture tells us clearly in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So this side of glory, we won't understand why things, tragic things happen in their lives. We won't understand. But the truth remains, God is still, despite that, who he said he is. He is the Lord who heals and we'll never understand why some people are healed and others are taken from us. I wonder this morning how you're coping with your personal challenges. Do you feel through these challenges and these struggles that you're growing spiritually? Let's take a wee second. Do you feel you're growing? Despite your challenges, you're growing. Or do you feel your faith is dipping and diminishing a bit? I think over the last few years, most of us have had moments of panic and doubt. But the word says we are meant to thrive and grow in all circumstances. How do we do that when we've lost someone we love, we're struggling with health issues, we're struggling with all sorts of challenges that life brings? We do have our part to play. And I'm not diminishing the struggles and the challenges that we have in any way. But there are things that can help us. And one way to help you in your struggles, and the way that I found helped me, was by renewing my thinking. So when you suffer loss, you're sick, whatever your challenge is, it starts to change your thinking. I don't know if you've noticed that. When there's a catalogue of bad things happen in your life, it seems to be non-stop. It starts to change your thinking and you start to expect something else bad. So what can we do? Back to last Sunday morning. I want us to think about a couple of scriptures that Jeanette spoke very powerfully about last week. And God was speaking to me about these same scriptures. So I thought, okay, God is speaking. He wants to give us a tool. And that's what I hope to do this morning. So, 
the title here would be Change Your Thoughts and You'll Change Your Life. Overcoming Fear, Anxiety and Uncertainty by Renewing Your Mind. So the first scripture, Philippians 4, 6-7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And the other scripture is Romans 12.2, and it's transformation by renewing your mind. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And you can see two little pictures there of, I'll need to turn around because I can't see them at that distance, of what it looks like to be conformed, conformed to the world, the fads, the styles, the words, the habits, the amusements, the music, Whatever it is, the world can mould and transform us, or, or conform us, or we can be transformed by Christ changing me from within and changing my mind, and we can have love, peace, self-control, satisfaction, patience, and joy. So these are things that we can have. And these scriptures are linked. Being obedient to one helps us to fulfil the other. Easier said than done, I hear you say. And I agree with you. It's not easy. How can we be transformed by the renewing of our minds and stop being worried, fearful and anxious and continually being consumed by our sorrow, our despair and our anguish? I know when I lost my husband, I thought, God says joy comes in the morning, but that's going to be years away. So I've got to wait all that time for joy to come. What I didn't realise to begin with was that even in the greatest suffering and sorrow, you can have joy. And God gradually released that into me. And I had such joy. And at first I thought, oh, I shouldn't be this joyful. People will think I didn't care about my husband. But it was incredible and it was beautiful. And it helped me to survive. And it helped me to heal. So... How are we transformed by the renewing of our mind? How does it happen? The mind is actually the key to the Christian life. And incredibly, neuroscience is finally catching up with the Bible and confirms much of what the Bible actually says. And that's quite amazing. Now, some of you may have heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf, a Christian neuroscientist who talks a lot about her thoughts and her thinking. And her books are really accessible. They make it easy for us to understand. And I've just picked up a few points that she makes, and here are some of them. So her research, I found this incredible. I thought, thought, this is astonishing. Her research confirms that 75% to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of her thought life. That means only 5% of illnesses are not caused by our thought life. What we think about affects us physically, 
and emotionally. And we know that. We know that, you know, our thinking can really upset us emotionally and physically. Through an uncontrolled thought life, we create the conditions for illness. We make ourselves sick. Now it's starting to make sense why God says, be renewed in your mind, in your thinking. Toxic waste generated by toxic thoughts causes the following illnesses. Diabetes, cancer, asthma, skin problems, allergies, to name just a few. Now that's quite a bold statement. But it made me think, I wonder if my, the, the ME that I had was related to anxieties, high stress, childhood traumas, just a lifestyle of anxiety and worry. And it did make me think. So, may not be why you have these things or why I have certain things, but it's worth reflecting. Dr. Caroline Leaf says that the average person has 30,000 thoughts a day. Now, that is quite incredible. And I know after, over the last few days, I've had a lot of worrying, anxious thoughts, not just linked to, to speaking, but family issues, children being sick, just life in general. And you feel the difference in yourself when you're anxious and you're worried. The other thing that stops us doing a lot of things, it's fear, isn't it? It prevents us from doing many things. And let's just have a wee look about at some of her statistics. Research shows that fear, all on its own, triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones. Isn't that quite incredible? One of the most powerful weapons that the enemy of our soul is using to keep us in bondage is fear. And the battle between faith and fear rages in every soul and it will determine whether we are successful in life or not. Whether we take our position into what God has for us or whether we allow fear to dominate our thinking and we, we don't move. And I guess my prayer this morning is that everybody would be freed from fear. And I, I just have a wee example of allowing uncontrolled thoughts to take over. And we're probably all very familiar with this. Okay, so you cough, you sneeze, and you think, oh, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> and then you think, I better get an appointment for the doctor. And you thought, well, maybe I should go to A&E. And then you think, oh, what if it's terminal? What if it's something really serious? And all of a sudden, all our thoughts are snowballing out of control. We're allowing fear and anxiety to take over. And actually, there's nothing wrong with us. These kind of thoughts need to be swept away. We need to take control of our thought life. So how do you know that your thinking is toxic? Well, there's a few examples. One that's quite common is when you talk about my ME, my depression, my heart problems, my... We are taking ownership of that. Don't do it. It's not your ME. Don't do it. 
Or we make comments like, nothing ever goes right for me. If you say that, nothing will ever go right for you. Everything I touch fails. I'm hopeless, I'm useless, I always mess up. I couldn't do that, I couldn't do that. There's no way God would use me. I remember having visiting speakers at the church and the wife spoke very powerfully. She was full of faith and what she spoke was wonderful. And I saw her husband at the back sort of leaning against the wall and he looked like he was struggling a bit. So I went to speak to him and I said, are you okay? He said, I've got terrible pain in my back. I went, oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry about that. At the time in church, we had been laying hands on people and people were being healed of bad backs and sore backs and injuries and all sorts. So I said to him, would you like me to pray for you? And he said, thanks for asking, but no, I've got an insurance claim. And (laughs) so please don't pray. I was astounded. (laughs) Now that was extreme, but it happens. You know, I'd rather have the money than be healed by God. Yeah. So that was just one instance that I thought was really quite something. So let's take a moment here just to come into the presence of God and to ask him to identify some of the thinking that we have that might be toxic. Some things, maybe about yourself. What do you think about yourself? Oh, I'm ugly, I'm not attractive, or I can't do anything. Or maybe challenges with a person that you're struggling with, or whatever it might be. Let's just spend a minute asking the Lord to show us. Holy Spirit, I just ask you to come in power. Thank you that you are here. We sense your presence. We know you're here. We thank you for your faithfulness. That We meet with you here every week. We ask you, Lord, to highlight in each of our minds some thoughts that are not of you, that don't align with your word, and that are preventing us from taking our position. We bring it before you this morning, Lord. And even if you're online, please do this too. Lord, your word commands me to worry about nothing and instead to bring our restless thoughts and anxieties to you. So we do that right now and we wait in your presence. whatever God has highlighted from you Lord I give you this negative thinking situation whatever it is and ask that you would renew my mind you would change my thinking keep me focused on you and your power so that I may experience your peace and not be tormented by worries or fears. Let the Spirit renew our thoughts and attitudes 
in the name of Jesus, through whom all things are possible. Amen. So to finish off, we do all have lots of think in negative thinking. And just like we can do a physical detox where we have water, we have greens, we have fruit juices, and that's it to detox our body. When we do that, we feel so much better and more energy. Well, the good news is you can actually break your negative toxic thinking. You can break these cycles and you do it through a detox. And it's a simple step-by-step -step thing. Become aware, ask the Holy Spirit to help you to highlight thinking that's going on in your mind that is negative. Take your thought captive. Take every thought captive to Christ. Right, so take every thought captive to Christ. Don't allow your thoughts to just bombard you day in, day out. Take control of them. Read the word, read the word and pray. And believe that the Holy Spirit will transform your mind. And then we pray, Lord, that you would move everybody into position without fear and anxiety and worry. So I just bless you all and thank you for listening. Thanks, Angela, for those wonderful words. Change your thoughts, change your life. We can be transformed by the renewal of our minds. That's wonderful. Can we give her another applause? <laughs> so, Heavenly Father, we just bless you for this wonderful day and for your words to us. I know without an iota of doubt that these words are seeds that are planted on good soil and it will go a long way in changing things, taking away anxieties, fear, and all that from us, keeping, making us to look up to you and trust in you completely. We just bless your name today for your word to us and for being here with us today as we go away to our various places, to our homes and all that. Let your presence go with us. Dispel every anxiety, every fear, every negativity that clouds our mind. Help us to be able to break them down and throw them away and refill ourselves with positive thinking, love, peace, joy, the whole lot, fruits of the Spirit, Lord. Thank you, living Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So I say the blessings upon you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you all and give you peace. Have a fabulous week. Thank you.